Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Parkscope Unprofessional Podcast Hour. My name is Joe. I have a cup of tea. Mmm, tea. Delicious, delicious green tea. Non-decaffeinated. No caffeine. Also joining me tonight is Mike. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing better, man. I am drinking Teeling Irish Whiskey. Perfect for a cough. Well, you know, I'm off meds now, so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I can do what I want. Yes. Also joining us tonight is a very special guest. He's been on the show before. He's, you know, we, we've been meaning to get him back for a while, so I think now is the time to bring him back. We have Mr. Banks Lee from Attractions of Show. Banks, how are you doing? I am great. Good to be back. It certainly has been a while. Yeah, I feel like we have a bunch of people we need to bring back. Might as well it's always do the, time for Banks. Yeah, <laughs> always time. Saving Mr. Banks. That's exactly what we're doing right now. <laughs> oh, so. no. oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you guys bet 20 bucks on this? Because guess what? <laughs> oh, man. So let's start off with our show real quick. Uh, some housekeeping items. Uh, actually, just some general news, not housekeeping. What am I talking about housekeeping? Yeah, go figure. Uh, Guazi, uh, the new Guazi, Guazi 2.0. I, I, don't, I don't know what they're going to call it. Purple Guazi. I don't know. Uh, Bush Gardens, uh, Tampa Bay. Well, Bush Gardens, Tampa, right? It's not Tampa Bay. They're, they're, yeah. I think they're calling it Tampa Bay now. Oh, go figure. Yeah, Bush Gardens, Tampa, Tampa Bay, whatever, <laughs> uh, have <laughs> officially teased their new Guazi makeover. Uh, they've gutted the track work. Um, we've seen a little bit of the, not not the full, but we've seen a little bit of the layout of this new RMC coaster, which they're wording in a way to make it sound like it is the ta- it's the tallest in North America and the fastest mm-hmm. overall. Was it? Yeah, yeah, fastest in the world and tallest in North America. Yes, exactly. So that means, yes. um, right? I think the tallest in the world is going to be like two twenty or something like that, and the tallest. I, I, in- I, oh. I think I read somewhere mm-hmm. that yeah, the that the one in the Bush Gardens is going to be two ten. So yeah. Just a little- a little under. Yeah, so um, Steel Vengeance is 205, so it'll be about five feet taller. Um, it'll go faster. I don't know how it can be shorter and go faster than the tallest one, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll figure that one out. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a huge coaster for the market, um, especially since I don't think anything really is like it in um, the area. Like, the only... Nope. No. Yeah, I mean, you guys have a lot of B and M's and a lot of Acomas, not not a lot of RMC coasters. Yeah, I, I'm trying to, I've been trying to think like, what is the closest RMC to Central Florida? And I would assume it would probably be Dollywood. Uh, wow. I was thinking Dollywood. It could be Texas. Um, I think I think Dollywood's closer because yeah, I mean, Six Flags over Texas is about sixteen, seventeen hours away. Okay. Um, either Do- either Dollywood or uh, Twisted Timbers, I think. Oh yeah, that's right, Twisted Timbers. Yeah, so I think one of those two may be the closest, but still though, it's going to be great to have one down here in Florida. Yeah, it's they're yes. fantastic rides. Um, definitely going to bring that park uh, I'm, I'm, to a new level. I still have yet to experience one because uh, uh, when I went over to Silverado City, those restraints are good god so tight. Yeah, they make they make Gringotts look uh, roomy and open. <laughs> So I, I, I don't really have any hope for, for, for this one, but we'll see. Yeah, um, uh, that's definitely one of the biggest complaints of RMC is that they, they design their, uh, 
there are restraints for uh, sk- uh, skinny people like Alan Shilkey, not for normal-sized human beings. Um, <laughs> uh, also, at Busch Gardens Tampa, uh, they announced today Tigris' opening date. It's going to be opening April 19th. Mm-hmm. Tigris is their shuttle inverting launch coaster. Um, I forget who do, who makes it, Banks. Do you remember off the top of your head? Oh my gosh! Uh, top of my head, how? Who? It's the same. It's the same one that's in Williamsburg. Yeah, same one that's in Williamsburg. Same one that's in uh, San Diego. Yeah, let me let me go so to parks and resorts. Likes this kind of coaster. Yeah, it is made by Premier Rides. Premier, that's it. Yep. Uh, these are, yeah, Bush Gardens and, uh, loves these rides because they are super small. Um, I think they have high guest satisfaction, even though I hate them. And, um, yeah, they're just kind of <laughs> interesting little coasters. So uh, I'm excited. I, I, I went on Tempesto last year, enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm you know, it is what it is. I, I was teasing with, with my boss, Matt, uh, today because we got invited out for the, for the media day for it on the 18th. And, we're going to be going in the afternoon. And I said, well, you know, if we want to get the POV up in the morning, we'll just, I'll just take the Tempesto footage, digitally color correct the track to orange. And <laughs> just re- replace the uh, Bush Gardens Williamsburg uh, skyline with some palm trees and you're good to go. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So Bush Gardens Williamsburg's uh, Tempesto, they have very stylish uh, fanny packs they give you to put your items in. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm wondering if they're going to do the same thing for Tigris and offer very fashionable fanny packs for those. Yeah, maybe they're like striped like a tiger or something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh... I think we have a, a show title, so I'm typing it down. Fashionable fanny packs. Because I feel like we're going to be talking about fanny packs more than once this this uh, podcast. Oh, there will be another fanny pack yes. later on. For- exactly. Uh, so... Let's head over to Disney real quick, where since the last time, to? yes, since the last time we talked, uh, they've announced Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening date, which is like mm. May 30th, no, 31st, and then August 29th at Disney World. Mm-hmm. Uh, the May one is at Disneyland. They're opening uh, Smuggler's Run first, <laughs> along with the rest of the land, with Rise of the Resistance opening in later this year. I was going to say in the fall, but they just said later this year, so who knows. Um, Mike. December 31st. Oh, December, yeah, before December 31st, 2019. Uh, mm. Mike, what are your thoughts? I'm just so completely disinterested in it to the point of it just... I want to quit this podcast right now. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just like not into it. Is it because they've said too much about it? Is it because they've said too much about the same things over and over again? Because I'm excited, so I, I don't know. I just find the whole hype train exhausting. I don't know. Okay. And, like, everybody's like, it's going to be so crowded. And like, oh. Yeah. It's like, I'm just, well, why? <laughs> why? That's a, that's my, a... Only hope... <laughs> I was, I was say, my only hope is that you know, since Disneyland's getting theirs first, that our our operationals team here in Walt Disney World will learn from what happens out there and apply it over here, and maybe it'll go at least somewhat smooth. Yeah, and, and I imagine that there's going to be a different crowd of people who want to go, and there's going to be a different group, and it's it's just like, going to be different. They really needed to get Mickey open before that. 
Oh, well, speak of the devil, um, we now have rumors that Mickey's Runaway Runaway Railway. Oh, excuse me. Drinking, yeah, drinking this tea is making me burpy. Uh, Mickey's Runaway r- Railway uh, maybe opening in Runaway Railway. There we go. God, uh, opens uh, 2020. Maybe opening 2020. Far off the fall projection. Yeah, originally summer, then fall, then 2020. Disney seems to be having a hard time getting their, like, big trackless rides up and running on time. I have no idea why this is, because from everything I've seen, this is just a bunch of projection mapping with sets that rotate. So it's not like it's something really crazy, but I'm wondering if this is just a all-hands-on-deck-on-Star-Wars situation, yeah. Where they're just like, okay, we're just putting this on pause for now. Um, you guys yeah, go over I here. This land finished. Yeah, basically they're like, okay, this ride's on pause for three months, and everyone working on it, from Imagineering all the way to construction, is now in Galaxy's Edge or something like that. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing that makes sense because I-, I don't know what else to say because they've been at they've been working on this for a while, and yeah. yeah. It did, and it doesn't feel like we've gotten a lot of information about it. Like, I feel like all, when they first announced the ride, they gave us a good detail of information about what the ride's going to be, and that's pretty much all we really heard about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just, they've kind of just gone radio silent on it, and it's real bizarre and real weird. <laughs> so, it's, I, I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of it right now. Um, Mike, do you have any thoughts? No, I agree. They, I think they had no urgency for it and then they found themselves urgent for star wars and now it's just kind of falling by the wayside but you know more to the point they should have kept great movie ride and put mickey somewhere else thank you had both of them open for this crazy star wars nonsense y'all are all happy about yeah that would have made sense at least we have the queen now to help with the new things in the park we have uh, say that again. I couldn't hear what you said. I said at least we have Lightning McQueen now oh. for with the crowds in the park. I mean, it's, it's a thing. It sounds like that show's fine. It's it's just it, fine. It's, animatronics cool. Yeah, the animatronics is is pretty awesome to see. But it, yeah, it's you can definitely tell it's just basically a crowd eater attraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't even have that one on my uh, on our news list because there wasn't really much to talk about with it. It opened. Okay. Yeah, you know, they're doing yeah. a new nighttime show also in May. Yeah. May 1st. Wonderful yeah, I, didn't world even, I never knew that. I was like, wait, what? I mentioned it at some point And then, you know, I, th- it I think was. it got lost with all the uh, talk about the new illuminations. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, jet skis. Yeah. <laughs> there's going to be jet skis. Just like uh surprise in the sky. Dynamite nights. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, man, we're going through the news, we're, we're kicking through this, yeah, let's do this. Uh, we get three professionals together. Exactly. Um, we have to change the name of the podcast now, that's the only problem. Um, our next bit of news, we have more, uh, information on Hagrid's magical creature, yes. bike adventure, or whatever it's called. Oh, that sounds about right. This it's one's gonna beautiful. be good. Um, we have... More official concept art. We have official photos. Uh, we have a ride layout that is officially released. 
Oh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and we still have the same opening date of June 13th. Yeah. So, Mike, what are your, uh, what are your kind of your thoughts on it? What are, how are, you, are, how hyped are you? What are, what are you expecting? Et cetera, et cetera. I'm very excited. I'm excited to see what the queue is like. And I'm going to do my best not to watch anything, I guess, until we go in October. Cool. Um, I've got, gotten pretty good at not watching movie trailers or trailers for Game of Thrones, so I'm just going to keep it up. Nice. Yeah, just stay off the internet. That's the best way to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, no, like you still have to click the links. Yeah, that you know? too. Yep. Just ignore all of, all of our coverage. You'll be good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Banks, how are you feeling about it? I am like this. I, this might be more uh, a more high opening for me than Star Wars. Like this yes. is this, this is Universal going getting back to their A game when it comes to attractions. Um, just physical sets, a roller coaster, animatronics. Like I, I have a friend, and I'm not at liberty to say who they are, but they are on the opening team for the ride, and mm-hmm. they have told me that that they've already gotten to walk the queue and and the entire attraction. And, and and they've seen things. They have signed an NDA, so uh, they wouldn't tell me exactly the details. But they did say that this is, has the opportunity to become one of the best attractions in the whole resort. Yes, there you go. And I mean that that says a lot, especially when you have Spider Man and Transformers and Forbidden Journey and Gringotts and all those attractions. So and barely a screen in sight. Yeah, there'll probably be one and everyone will complain, so go figure, right? <laughs> if, if I were to guess, I mean, this is just me kind of guessing based on you know the layouts and the things. I'm, I would think there's probably going to be a screen maybe in the first scene after you leave load, and there might be one maybe in the devil's or in the snare scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but other than that, I think yes, yeah, it's, it's all purely physical. Oh, and maybe one in that in that little hut. Yeah, mm. maybe. Um, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not sure how they're planning on doing like some of the characters. Like if they have Hagrid in there, I don't know if he's going to be like a Dumbledore and for Ernie Q or if he's going to be an animatronic. I, I don't know that. Yeah, I don't think we're actually going to see Hagrid. That's my thing. That's my theory. Is that he's, his voice? Yeah, he's just going to be omnipotent. <laughs> he's just going to hear him. Okay. <laughs> um, that that's my theory, but I have I have no idea. I bet you, you could see. I bet you you'll see him maybe as Musion or something somewhere or. I don't know. Um, I just don't think it would be hard to do video because I know Robbie Coltrane is not in the best health right now. So I don't know if he'd be yeah. able to actually record or uh, anything but of that I, nature. I mean, at the same time, if they are doing like it's just me spitballing, but if they are doing like a musion type effect, they could always have him sitting down in a green screen and then just take the top half of his body and put it onto a digital uh, Hagrid or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not when you said that, all I can imagine is like them like adding a digital version of his legs, and like he's just sitting like completely still on top, but he's like doing river dance with his legs. <laughs> he's just flossing <laughs> a, underneath, <laughs> below the waist, just absolutely going crazy, and then just completely stoic and static, like shoulders up. So that's just that's that's my mental image for the day. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, so they've been testing the ride, um, they've installed audio animatronics, we've seen Fluffy, uh, we've seen one of those blast-ended screws being installed into the, um, into the hut, 
I know there are fire uh, fire effects. I'm not sure if they're real fire or fake fire, but there's some sort of explosion effect. I've uh, seen uh, the the Ford. Uh, oh, Anglia. Anglia. Thank you. Yeah, we've seen that. That's kind of perched on some rock work. Yeah. Unicorn. We have the unicorn. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, unicorn. The devil snare is going to be pretty awesome, from what I'm hearing. Um, I mean, if you've been on Verbolton, like that, oh, that's yeah. an awesome element. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Verbolton's fantastic, but imagine Verbolton, except you see everything. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm. I'm a huge. This is. I think this is going to be something that I think a lot of people are going to like more than some of the stuff in Galaxy's Edge, just because I think there's a coaster element, and coasters just are automatically like almost a universal appeal. Like people go, oh, well, this is just a, a, like a lot of people who are not as well themed, not not themed, uh, not as well versed in themed entertainment will go, oh, well, the two Star Wars rides were just movies, but this one was a ride, meaning that rides equal roller coasters. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of seeing it from like a guest perspective. You, you walk up to Hagrid, as soon as you enter the line, it looks like you're going to see the coaster right there. So you're like, oh, okay, I know what's coming. This is going to be a roller coaster. And with Star Wars, you're going to be in line. You're not going to see what the ride is. So you might build up expectations. And then you get in there and like, oh, I'm just playing a video game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's going to be a lot of cool aspects. And, I mean, the big question is, hey, how is uh, – what's the queue going to be like? Um, that's a yeah. huge one. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm again, I'm not trying to make this, you know, star Wars versus Potter kind of situation because I think both are going to be fantastic. Um, I just think that I think a lot of people are underestimating the appeal of a good roller coaster like this. Yeah. Yeah. A good themed roller coaster. It's, it's a classic theme park thing. I'm excited. And Universal doesn't have one like this. Remember, this this is basically what Gringotts should have been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, the problem, I mean, I mean, remember that Gringotts was also designed when Blackstone was still owning the park, so they didn't have the money. Uh-huh. Oh. And also, you know, hey. Space. Well, the space. <laughs> but also, the the other problem they had was they just came off Forbidden Journey, where they had a bunch of people who couldn't get on the ride, or the kids were getting scared, or people were throwing up. And they're like, okay, yeah. let's just design something that's real, kind of, that's thrilling, but not too thrilling. <laughs> so I think and that's, that's kind of what they went with. I'm a little worried about how the sizes are going to be for the Hagrid cars because what my friend has told me is like the sidecar looks like it's going to be a very tight fit, especially for people with long legs. Yeah, that that one is about three to six inches lower, I said, I think. Um, so like the seat's just a little bit lower and it has the wraparound and then the tra- and then the other one is like a t- more traditional height of mm-hmm. a, a coaster vehicle um, on the bike. So I and also the restraints themselves because they're just simple lap bars. So right. um, that's going to be a good question. I I just don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. So Hagrid's opens June thirteenth. I'll be there June fourteenth to go on the ride. So I'm definitely not going to spoil myself watching any videos because I will be there. Understood. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Staying at Universal. Well, what you've written. AttractionsMagazine.com to see all your coverage you need. There you go. Yeah, if you can't get out, go to Attractions. The uh, go Attractions on YouTube. Just type it in. Go get all the good videos. Uh, staying at Universal, it is now Halloween Horror Nights se- announcement season. Yes. Last week. Already. Oh. Last week, my boss came to me and said, "Joe, I think we're going. I want to go to Halloween Horror Nights with my family." 
and I'm like, okay. And he's you like, I'm, take I'm, it with you? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and he's like, I want, I want to go, blah, blah, blah. And then that day at one o'clock, they announced Stranger Things is coming to Halloween Horror Nights. And I'm, and I'm like, so, <laughs> good, good. So you want to go? Well, <laughs> here's this. And he's like, I think I can sell it now to the family. So, Stranger Things seasons two and three, which is interesting, is well, coming. Three debuts in July, so it'll be fresh on people's minds. <laughs> yep. So seasons two and three, Stranger Things coming again. That's all they've really said. Um, very vague, but. Yeah, it's this is going to be another huge hit. Um, Mike, what are your thoughts? Hit. Yeah, I'm excited, and I like the implication that maybe we'll be done for now after this year for a bit. Um, yeah, so it kind of leaves the door open next year for focus on maybe just Halloween Horror Nights for the thirtieth. Oh um, yeah, all right. And uh, season two is cool, and I'm sure season three is going to be cool. Stranger Things is just fun, man. And, what do you? Uh, I, we like the show. What do you think, um, since they're splitting this house into two seasons, what do you think, uh, um, in terms of like set pieces for season two, do you think you would want to see? Oh, Banks, that's a hard question, because I don't remember season two. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, like, somebody was like, you think they're going to have a scene from, the, from, the, from when they go to like Chicago or whatever? And I was like, oh, I remember that now. Oh, oh God, hopefully not that. I think that was Sean's favorite part. Um. <laughs> I, really, the only thing I can remember is 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 um, Sam dying. <laughs> they have the dogs. Yeah, it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like having to wait in that long line, but it's good. It's good for the event. And uh, you know, there'll be some good puppets them. though with those demo, demo dogs. Yeah. So I heard some Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, yep, Halloween Horror Nights. I heard this year. Um, I hear this year they're trying to outdo themselves from last year, and they're they're going yes. for some crazy stuff, and that crazy stuff has not leaked at all. Yes. So uh, it, I'm excited. Let me tell you something. Let me yeah. let me tell you something. And all I'm going to say <laughs> is, I have friends who have told me a couple of things, and I know a couple of things. That's all I'm going to say. This is going to be a crazy year. Yeah. Yeah. I heard the budget was increased substantially, so that's good. Yep, yep. So everyone getting that Halloween Horror Nights 29 hype because this year's going to be a doozy, I think. Um, I was kind of iffy, and now now it's, whoa, this is going to be something else. 28 was amazing. If they up the ante for 29, that's going to be great. It makes me think, how the hell are they going to up the ante again for the 30th? I have no idea. <laughs> well, uh, Mike tweeted the other day that they already started planning it, so that's pretty I, exciting. I would, I would hope so. It's, it's a big yeah. year. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing I can imagine is like, they're, they're starting for 30. They're already talking to James and everyone about reprising <laughs> characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Mardi Gras over. So now we can like really get into announcement time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like maybe announcing what's happening to the T two theater or what's replacing emeralds at city walk. <laughs> That'd be nice. I, I, I have a feeling T two might end up being that sing attraction. They just announced for Japan. Uh, I mean, unless the Sing attraction in Japan has an uh, an armory that uses live ammunition, uh, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I, I'm pretty sure it's born. Um, I just don't know when they're going to actually announce it. Joe, right. maybe it changed. Like maybe that was the tent, and then like 
sometime after it closed, they changed their mind. I, I don't know. Are there any more Bourne films scheduled? There's, there's a television a show. show. Do what? There's a show on USA or Sci-Fi. Okay. Synergy. Synergy. <laughs> so let's uh, dive a little bit into some trip reports. We have some openings. We had some events. We had some trips. Uh, so let's go to Banks here. Banks, you went to two new openings in Central Florida directed at Kids. Do you want to talk about them yes. a little bit? Yes. So um, I have two kids, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And so it took the four-year-old uh, to uh, SeaWorld Orlando to see the all-new Sesame Street. And it is it is pretty well done. Um, it may be one of the best expansions that SeaWorld has, has done in recent years. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when you compare it to Antarctica and stuff like that, then I mean, <laughs> nah. oh man, yeah. Let me let me tell you something. Um, Spencer has fallen in love with Antarctica. Oh, so every time we visit the park, she wants to go see the penguins. <laughs> so we have to go ride it. <laughs> oh, oh boy! So, I mean, I mean the, pe- <laughs> the penguins are nice. It's just that you know, the ride's not that nice. She does understand why Daddy is always so disappointed every time he gets on that ride. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> anyway, um, but you no, know, yeah, Sesame Street is like incredibly detailed. Like uh, when you think of SeaWorld, you don't think of like things like being incredibly detailed like that. But like they put a lot of love and and effort into recreating Sesame Street and bringing a lot of the gags and in-jokes that you know and all the characters that you know and love. Because I grew up on Sesame Street. I mean, it's still going 50 years strong now. So it has a resonance for people young and old. Everyone knows Sesame Street. So they've really done a great job with uh, with uh, bringing it to life there. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, so what are your favorite parts of the area? Um, I know there's interactive elements, that there's character elements. Mm-hmm. Um, I know their merch game is A+. Oh my god, the merch is like, uh, how to like the Cookie Monster shirt of how to pick up chicks is, God, I laughed out loud when I saw that. Um, yeah, just it, it has to be just kind of walking around and finding all the interactive, you know, doorbells and the interactive touch points, and then the windows that have like the characters doing fun things in them. Uh, that's probably my favorite thing because like the rides, I mean, the rides are all there when happy Harbor was around. They're just kind of rethemed to the characters. So they're they're not really anything new. Um, but just being able to, you know, stand on the one, two, three stoop or, you know, watch help Elmo, you know, blow wind and get a spinning thing going. It's just the, the interactivity that, that kids and adults can do together and enjoy together is just, it's, it's such a blast. Awesome. Um, did you have any of the food there? I did. Oh, oh yes, I did. <laughs> um, so I, I had I went to the uh, the food truck that has the grilled cheese, and oh, I love me a good grilled cheese, and they got some good specialty grilled cheese there. I got the uh, the Hawaiian grilled cheese. Uh, Sydney, my fiance, all got it as well, and it's it's basically just like a barbecue pulled pork sandwich with grilled cheese. And wow. it is just oh so delicious, <laughs> and the chocolate chip cookies are great too. They're fresh, like it's it's all made to order, uh, from what I can tell. That sounds amazing. 
And 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 what's really awesome is uh, SeaWorld Orlando has been really upping their food game with uh, regards to festivals and all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff like that. Chef uh, Chef Hector is yeah the head chef there right now, and he's just been doing a bang up job with with the the food game right now. Every time we go to cover new events or you know like a beer fest or the Seven Seas, there's always like oh it's just always something that I find and I fall in love with. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, any other thoughts? Uh, uh, I mean, there's not too much new there. They, I mean, the parade's there. Which the parade, did you get yeah, a chance? Parade, yeah, the parade's great. Um, it, it's it's cool to actually kind of have a, a parade at, at SeaWorld now for for the kids to enjoy. I mean, the parade itself, it, even though it is new to Orlando, it's not really new. It's the exact same parade they have at like Sesame Place and okay. SeaWorld San Antonio. So it's the same floats, same music, all that stuff. It's just new for us here. In Orlando, so it's definitely a very cute parade. It's uh, I love the show stop so that the kids can go out there and dance with the characters. Uh, it's just perfectly done. Um, the the one complaint I would probably say is, good lord, that place needs more shade. <laughs> I mean, I know the trees will grow over time, but they need more shaded areas. To just kind of relax. I mean, they've got they've got a baby care center there, and uh, they have a center for for autistic kids to go, a quiet room for them. Um, so there's definitely places available to get inside into the ac but i mean out there there's really not a lot of places for adults to stand and keep cool yeah um one of the weird things um that i saw that um i worked at sesame place in uh in pennsylvania for a little bit and Mm -hmm. um they have a character dining um it's a breakfast and and like a dinner situation Ooh. um and they like the summer i worked there they were sold out like constantly like you couldn't get reservations. You had to book ahead of time. Like it was a thing. So it kind of is surprising that uh, SeaWorld didn't try to copy that for the new land because, like, I feel like that would have printed out money. Like you wouldn't. It, it would be yep. cheaper than you know. It would be cheaper than Disney's. I would mm-hmm. argue more iconic and recognizable characters than the Minions at Universal. So. Yeah. It seems like a really missed opportunity, and it feels like they're just leaving money on the table without having some sort of character dining. Like, you could have even been like, hey, we're converting Mango Joe's just for breakfast into a Sesame Street thing. Um, It just feels weird. It's possible they could have it in the future. They've had it in the past for special events. Um, Over there at the – the name of it is escaping me, but it's right behind the Flamewater bar. uh, Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, They've had um, – Sesame Street character breakfasts in there during special events like Halloween and Christmas. So it's not an unfamiliar concept for SeaWorld, um, but I think that would be a good idea to have them do something year-round, even though there's not really any restaurants, sit-down restaurants close by to Sesame Street over there. I mean, I would say the closest one would be the Waterway Grill over at Infinity Falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just th- I guess that's my only comment is like, hey, you're they're leaving – you know, money on the table. And I understand, I understand them not wanting to build a, you know, 20 to $30 million brand new dark ride from Sally or something like that. Um, cause they, you know, I don't, I don't understand. Well, well, no, I I think they should. I just don't, I understand them not building it immediately with the land. I just, the one thing I don't understand is why they didn't, excuse me, build a, um, meet and meet and greet, um, character dining. Um, because yeah. that, that that's just money, and the end, you know, everything would have paid for itself. So, um, anything else uh, from SeaWorld that you want to talk about, Banks? And 
Um, I mean, not really. That's pretty much that's all we've been doing at SeaWorld lately is that and a couple rides on Infinity Falls when it's open. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, future of the park looks bright. I've, I've seen, yeah. you know, I've heard things about the 2020 project, and it looks like it might be a a, a big hit. Hopefully, we'll see. But I mean, that park is. SeaWorld's really rising in ranks of favorite place to take the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet. So uh, it sounds like you also went to another uh, kids, mm-hmm. new kids area in the Central Florida area. Uh, kids stuff is my life now. <laughs> yes, I, clearly. Like Spencer's almost five, so this is like the prime time for her to really enjoy the parks. Like she's finally starting to like not be afraid to ride roller coasters and new rides like usually she would automatically say no i'm too scared to ride it. i'm too scared to ride it and now she'll she'll ride it and then she's falling in love she wants to go over and over again um case in point over at legoland florida they just opened the lego movie world mm-hmm. uh, we went out there several times on opening week because we are we're our pass holders over there and like I, no lie uh, talking about like my favorite places to go legoland is my favorite park to take Spencer. It's, it's our family's favorite park in the whole central Florida area. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just for us. It is so much fun. I, I'm a Lego fanatic. I grew up loving Legos. So I still love Legos to this day. So being able to see my daughter start really to love Legos as well. We're starting to build bigger sets now together. Um, we just love going out there. The rides are fantastic for her. Um, she's going to fall in love with the dragon coaster, but Lego movie world, I, I do enjoy Lego Movie World more than I enjoy Sesame Street. Not much more because I did enjoy Sesame Street. I loved it. But for me, you know, Lego resonates with me and Spencer more than Sesame Street does. Mm-hmm. So we, we enjoyed it better there. And, you know, they did get two new brand new rides. So that kind of helps with the enjoyment instead of just six rethemed old attractions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lego Movie World is, is definitely the best um, expansion that Legoland Florida has gotten since it opened. Um, it's very well the- themed and detailed. If you've seen both movies, you'll spot all these awesome little Easter eggs and, and details and references all over the place. The um, Masters of Flight attraction is was a surprise hit for me. Um, I wasn't expecting much because I knew it was probably just going to be like a, a Soren over Lego, basically. <laughs> Um, and it is, it basically is just Soren over Lego, but it's a bit more thrilling than Soren. Cause you know, Soren, you're just, you just kind of move a little bit up and down to the side, not a lot of big jarring movements. Um, so I kind of, I, I've kind of been telling people, if you think masters of flight in terms of intensity, think of it between Soren and flight of passage. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it's great. Um, a lot of fun, you know, jokes that, you know, if you love the movies, you'll, you'll love the storyline basically um the ride vehicle looks exactly like the soren ride vehicle but um yeah it's 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 all you know pardon the pun it's it's awesome everything yeah. is awesome there so <laughs> um the tacos are delicious that they got there their taco everyday stand um it's cool to get to meet you know benny and uh general mayhem and some other lego characters that you don't really see that often in the park um, I, I think I think this is going to be an excellent uh, crowd uh, attractor for Legoland. If this will definitely get people to come out there to experience. Yeah, and this and that was the old Ninjago uh, area, right? No, this was oh. the old Chima. Oh, the Chima. I'm sorry, I for, I I don't know my uh, Lego quite <laughs> as well. 
there's, there's a lot of weird Lego properties, but no, yeah. yeah um, yeah, I was never really a big fan of Chima. I never even got into the sets or the the TV show that they had. Um, but the, the 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 Chima ride is still there. It's just rethemed Lego. You still get soaked as all hell, which is great on a hot day. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, they've imp- they improved on that land dramatically, and uh, the, I'm hoping this land sticks around for a while. Cool. Um. So besides, so did they add uh, any other rides besides? Um the 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 flying theater or was that or or do they just theme some retheme some other rides because I know there's yeah, like a drop tower or something like that there yeah uh, Unikitty's Disco Drop is what they're calling it that's a it's a completely new ride too oh okay they did, that wasn't rethemed that was a, a a new install as well uh, it's it's a simple little drop tower it's not a tall drop tower and it doesn't really move like your standard drop tower it bounces up and down and it also kind of spins around the tower too so it, it's it's cute you get some good views from up there. Um, a lot of fun little pops up and down. So it, kids, kids definitely love that. Cool. Um, anything else from Lego Movie World or from no. Legoland in general? Yeah, just, not really. I mean, they've got some. Uh, they got a new hotel coming next year. They got a mini golf course they're building behind their hotel. Cool. Uh, it's coming this summer, so it'd be nice to be able to do a round of mini golf over there. Um, no, nah, just yeah. If you, if honestly, if if anyone's ever not had the chance to go out there, even if you're just an, if you're an adult, you don't have any kids, go out there and, and and walk around because there's so much to see. The Cypress Gardens area is one of the most beautiful theme park areas uh, in Central Florida. Uh, it's definitely worth the the trip because the prices are pretty good. Like 150 dollars for for an annual or for an annual pass is good. That's that's like the middle tier. If you want the lower tier, it's only like 100 bucks. So uh, mm-hmm. it's a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. Especially in Orlando. In the Orla- well, not Orlando per se, but Central Florida. Yes. 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 I've always said Legoland and, and SeaWorld are probably the the two best parks in terms of annual pass holders and, and their perks and how they treat their pass holders. Awesome. Uh, so I guess uh, we, both Banks and I, about a month ago, uh, literally a month ago, I think. <laughs> yeah, we about yeah, actually four weeks ago, we were in California for a little bit uh, for separate reasons, but yeah, yes. I, I was there for work and ended up at Disneyland. Banks was there for the 90s night at Disneyland and to yeah, go to Knott's. I was there for work, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, you were there for other, yeah, I was there for training. You were there for uh, filming. Yes. <laughs> so, I uh, I guess the, the big thing is, you want to start off with uh, 90s night at Disneyland? Oh. How how was that? Um, how you know what what did you see? What characters were out? Um, I think that this is going to be our mention of our next mention of fanny packs. Oh yes, let's get into that first. So yeah, nineties night was probably one of the best Disney events I've ever gotten to go to. Um, I mean, full. I, I should I'll say it now because you know it seems to be a hot point on online. Full disclosure: we paid for our ticket. Um, uh, Matt sent me out on uh, for uh, his ticket because he couldn't make it out there. Um, but it was just, it was such a blast because like I grew up in the nineties, like I was born in 86. So the nineties were, were my period of, of growing up and everything that I love from the Disney afternoon and Disney channel in the early days were represented there. When you checked in, you got a fanny pack, a nineties style fanny pack with like the hot pink, green, yellow coloring to it. And, oh, like that immediately like brought me back to like my first trips to Disney in the 90s. And I have photos of me wearing fanny packs like that. And 
just being able to walk around, um, hearing all these '90s music. Like, never in my life did I think I'd be walking down Main Street listening to Backstreet. Um, <laughs> it was a surreal feeling. Um, it was weird seeing the castle under the tarps. Um, I know they're re- you know remodeling or you know repainting it or something for the for the anniversary this year, but uh, it was weird to see that behind the tarps. But other than that, like. Seeing the characters, uh, they had so many nice characters. The you know, Dark Darkwing, Chippendale was Rescue Rangers. They had uh, Scrooge and Launchpad. They had Mike's um, dying right now, so <laughs> <laughs> it was pulling out um, oh, of my radar as a thing that was happening, and then I saw it happen, and I was like, well, how, where, "Wait, when, when? When did this come up?" It was like, awesome. I know. It kind of, it kind of like just kind of was announced and, and came and went pretty quickly, but I, I, I wish they would make this an annual event because it was a huge yeah. hit. Um, um, the um, you know, the characters, um, yeah, Darkwing Duck, uh, Don Carnage was there. Um, Don uh, Carnage. Don Carnage. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. My bad. Um, let's see. Indiana Jones was in the queue for his attraction, talking to people. Um, uh, they had. They, because it was a 90s-themed uh, event, they were kind of celebrating a lot of the attractions at Disneyland that had opened in the 90s. So since Fantasmic opened in 92, they had meet-and-greets with the original monkeys from the barges. Yeah, the the glow-in-the-dark ones. Yeah, the black-light monkeys. So they were there. Um, you had, like, Mulan and Mushu, uh, Timon and Rafiki. Uh, they had uh, Esmeralda. Um, they had uh, Clopin. They had um, Bell, Gaston, Hades, Hercules, Megara, um, and then the big one for me was Goofy and Max, and Max dressed as Powerline, which was awesome. I saw uh, some pretty good Powerline cosplay when I was there. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, there were a lot of people dressed up. Uh, a lot of people were dressed up. We got to. Um, when we were walking by Goofy and Max because they the characters had started their meet and greets about. 30 minutes prior to the event actually starting so they get the lines going down. The lines were long and ridiculous. Um, that was probably one downside is that, you know, it took forever to, to meet the characters and the characters were kind of switching out. So, so Darkwing Duck and Don Carnage were not together. They were back to back. So if you got in line mm. and you wanted to meet Don, if you got up there, he might've been switched with Darkwing and you're out. You're out A lot. happy surprise. Yeah. So, that, that, that's the one downside I feel they could work on. But when we were walking by Max and, and Goofy, um, I think Disney Disney was doing some internal recording for like their cast members and stuff like that. And they pulled us in and had us meet Max, and I got to do the perfect cast with Max. And that was like a top moment for for, for me. That's that's awesome. <laughs> uh, the um, fireworks were a unexpected hit. Um, they called them Disney Afternoon After Dark. It was just a soundtrack of all of the themes from the Disney Afternoon. Everyone's cheering and singing along. When DuckTales starts, everyone's going woo-woo in unison on Main Street, which is so <laughs> surreal. Um, uh, Eye to Eye was the finale. Everyone's singing along to that. Like You could tell. Like there, I think I only saw maybe one stroller the entire event. This was an event just packed with... 20, 30-something people reliving their childhood. And that's exactly what it was meant to do, was for us of our generation just kind of go and forget the troubles, relive our childhoods for a couple uh, – for I think it was four or five hours. Um, it was just like 
an experience I will honestly never forget. And I hope Disney does something like this again in the future because I I will fly back out to do it again. Or they do it, you know, in Florida. Yes, we well, need love out here. Yeah, yeah. And you can do something similar. Like you could do like an Epcot retro night or something too. Yes. And people would go nuts. Instead of doing a Star Wars thing at Epcot, <laughs> you know, that makes absolutely no sense, do a, like a Epcot Center night. And people oh would pay God. all the money. Like play all, all the yeah. like 1980s background music. You get Dreamfinder and Figment out there again. Like, oh, that would yeah, yeah that, would, that would kill. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, what I saw of the 90s night, um, both on your video and when I was there, just for like the, I was there for like the last little bit before they mm-hmm. kicked it, before they kicked us normal people out. Um, <laughs> Uh, it, it looked awesome and everyone was having a blast and just looking at the line of people getting in <laughs> was just like a sea of neon and just mm-hmm. that craziness. It, it looked awesome. I've never been one to Disney bound, but I was not about to pass up the opportunity to go as, as Dale from Rescue Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I bought a red Hawaiian shirt with yellow flowers. Like I was going all out. Nice. <laughs> oh man. Uh, also like favorite one another memory is we were walking down main street to head over to Adventureland, and uh me and my friend tiffany we they started playing the fresh prince of bel-air theme song and we were <laughs> just singing along is that I'm even like, disney no it's not it might be now <laughs> there is no nsync or backstreet boys but yeah. like just just walking and seeing main street and doing the fresh prince is like a visual and a memory i will never forget <laughs> weird <laughs> that is totally weird but great so random but so great and like umba playing like oh my god oh. it was just perfection yeah um so also i was at disneyland a little bit um i'm gonna I'll, i'm gonna mention a few things real quick before we head over to knots banks mm-hmm. um uh this is my uh first trip to disneyland in several years so i, I was really excited to head back uh Turns out I could upgrade my two-day park hopper to a four-day park hopper for nineteen dollars, based nice. on a uh, on a, a ticket deal they're doing. So I went to Disneyland on the Tuesday I got in, and then I went Thursday night, Friday, and then Saturday. So that was a blast. Um, I did the New Ballast Point uh, restaurant at D- uh, Downtown Disney. I was about to say Disney Springs. You see there. <laughs> uh, um, I did Ballast Point there. Uh, it's their new brew, uh, brewery and uh, brew house. Uh, really good stuff there. I had the duck confit nachos and a beer. Really delicious. Um, then uh, for this trip, what was new? For this trip, I saw the new Fantasmic. Um, they updated it in 2017, I think, once they yeah, redid Yeah, they redid it when they redid the Rivers of America for Galaxy's Edge. So this is my first time seeing... Uh, all the new additions, and I thought this was absolutely a killer show. Um, my only complaint is that it's now there's three nighttime shows at Disneyland, and every single one of them includes a friend like me. <laughs> so it's sort of like, okay, yeah, okay, we get it. We we like that. It's like it feels like there's three songs that are like in every show. It's like, okay, we don't need this. We don't need Under the Sea again. We don't like just cut it from somewhere. Dear God, just cut it. <laughs> A little, a little aside about the new Fantasmic, because yeah, I saw it when it debuted in 2017, because it was during Expo Weekend. Yeah, and 
like I fell in love with it. And then immediately, like when I got back to Orlando, within a week of seeing the their new updated Fantasmic, I saw ours here. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and I I just got really sad. I was like, oh good god! Like ours feels like it was made on a dollar store budget. Yeah, it's like eighty years ago. Like I sat on the side of the theater. And this is really my first time kind of seeing our Maleficent dragon from the side. And it is literally just a stick with a head. <laughs> yeah, it's a boom. It's a boom. <laughs> it's a boom, exactly. So I'm just like, I just got sad. I'm like, they need to update ours so badly. Yeah, Mike, have you seen the video of their Fantasmic, their new one? No. no. Ba- basically, they added projection mapping across all yes. the stage. They have lasers. Uh, so the the um, princess segment, they have Jasmine and Aladdin on stage in fog and they have a kooka arm with the carpet they ride on during it um okay all the fountains mm-hmm. are the world of color fountains so like they move mm-hmm. and have lights and everything um their maleficent is a giant audio animatronic that comes out and breathes real fire like tw- two or three times during the show um they have the real uh sailing ship columbia and they also updated all the music, so it's uh, a total full orchestra, not just uh, synth. So, but it's still like it's, it's still like the the classic Fantasmic music, you know. It's it's still the same. It's just yeah, an updated score. Yeah, hmm. and it's it's awesome. It's really really good show. Um, I I loved it. Um, I was super scared um, when I booked my trip because World of Color was down, and they said we don't know. And they said, Fantasmic's coming back in the spring. And I had no idea what was going to happen. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss these two shows. Well, guess what? World of Color came back up. And Fantasmic, that uh, th- that Friday night, I was their opening night. <laughs> so I saw it. Um, but yeah, I loved Fantasmic. That was great. Um, saw the, ha- the uh, Hatbox Ghost in the Haunted Mansion. That was awesome. Um, that, was, that was cool. Um, uh, I... Kind of walked around uh, Tomorrowland a little bit and the rest of the park. Um, I missed Space Mountain. Uh, that was down when I when I was there, but I love that Space Mountain so much. It's such a good Space Mountain. Um, I was finally the Rebel Spy in Star Tours, so I was very happy. <laughs> nice. Um, Indiana Jones is still fantastic. Uh, we did Splash Mountain in the cold. It was like fifty degrees, and we did Splash Mountain. We were. The, <laughs> it was the dumbest thing we've ever done. Uh, we waited. <laughs> We did not wait at all to get on the ride, and we got our free Ziploc bags. So, <laughs> so yay. And then we got to meet up for a little bit at the Tropical Hideaway. Oh, yeah, that was new, too. Yeah, we went to the Tropical Hideaway um, before uh, us uh, plebeians were kicked out of the park for the high rollers to take over. Um, the uh, Yeah, so we got to sit there and uh, look at, at the Tropical Hideaway, and... Um, they had the bow buns that they have in uh, Pandora, which were delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was really cool and neat there. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, Rosita could maybe, like, chill a little bit more. Um, maybe, like, <laughs> use her indoor voice and maybe, like, space her comments out a little bit. But otherwise... Well, granted, we sat at a table right next to her. So <laughs> we, we literally sat at the table closest to her. And I was just... We'd be talking and all of a sudden just like... Wah! And it was like, oh, God. <laughs> so she's like... Thanks, thank you. Like like a bad waiter <laughs> just shows up and just like interrupts the conversation. Um, of course, the big one for me this trip was Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Um, absolutely fantastic ride. Um, 
that is totally sh- overshadowed by the fact that it replaced the Tire Terror. Like, if this thing was brand new, a brand new build, and they just didn't slap a bunch of pipes on the outside, um, I think it would have been a hit unconditionally. Um, like, this... The, the biggest problem with the red is that the outside still looks like the Tower of Terror. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can... There's only so much you can do. Uh, it still looks like it's Spanish architecture. Uh, why are the drop shafts still exposed when you only open the top one? Um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, otherwise, uh, I love that ride. It's a bunch of fun. I think... It, what's amazing to me is that the same lead Imagineer did Flight of Passage and Mission Breakout in the same year. And one is a joyous experience that is about having fun. And the other one is awkward and cringy and just assumes that you know everything. <laughs> it's just like, wait, what? It's it's so totally different for me. I think Mission Breakout is fantastic. And I just think Flight of Passage is fine. Um, and that's just kind of what fun? blows. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, is it fine? It's fine. Um, it? But Mission Breakout's fantastic. I love that ride. Um, I like how they talk about how, how in the queue line outside, they talk about all the inner, you know, the intergalactic music they're playing and things you've never heard. And it's like all this really shitty, like synth pop, like, like notes, like Yanni stuff. And then you go inside and then it's just, they just put on, you know, the Jackson five or whatever during the ride. And it's just this absolutely fun experience. Um, but yeah, I've, Fully love it. And the best part, okay, so the smartest thing they do on the ride is that they talk about a bioscan. So in order to get access to the collector's collection, you need to do a bioscan. In order to do that, you have to put your hands up so they can scan your hands. Well, when you're in the lift and they do the scan before a rocket takes over, that means your hands are in the air right before they shoot you up like four stories and you get your first pop of airtime. So it's absolutely brilliant. Um Every single time I wrote it, people were clapping on the ride to the music. So that should tell you uh, how much people were enjoying it. <laughs> um, Let me tell you, one of my favorite things about that ride um, is the, the little in-jokes they have toward, you know, the Diz Twitter. Um, one of the sequences, and I can't remember which song sequence it is, but when you get to the top and you see Disneyland, you hear Rock go, Disneyland? That's thematically inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Um uh <laughs> that, that is a good one. Uh I I only I only remember seeing like the two uh things play out. The one with the anti-gravity and then the one where they where Star-Lord punts the uh creature through like the goalposts. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two I remember seeing, but I, again, they all kind of blurred together. Oh, excuse me. Um so, yeah, and also when I was there, they did uh, the Food and Wine Festival at California Adventure, which was delicious. Uh, a lot of good stuff there. Um, my two favorite items were the Impossible Burger with avocado and the Ghost Pepper Mac and Cheese. Those two were very, very delicious. Um, and then I also did the World of Color Dessert Party, which was uh, oh, not, not great, but I love World of Color, so I had to do it. And uh, World of Color is fantastic still. Um, a little old in the tooth when, uh, looking at Phantasmic next door. Um, oh. and, and also, well, also the problem is that, I mean, the same, Steve Davison is this guy who did World of Color, then did Phantasmic. And also Phantasmic just came back from its totally unplanned 
frying of the of the show system. Yep, so like you're a huge Wall of Toast fan, so oh yeah, no, I I love I still think it's a fantastic show, but they're still bringing that show up. Like there there were fountains missing and noticeable elements missing. So, um, but they did bring back the planter fountains, which makes me happy. Um, those are always okay. some of my favorites. Um, but yeah, so that was my kind of my Disneyland trip. Uh, just rewrote a lot of stuff, hung out with people, um, had a How great, great time. Have a new Trader Sam strings, Joe. Uh, the piranha plant is garbage. <laughs> oh. I hate it. It gave me a terrible hangover. And oh. the uh, the one the, the other one. What was the other one? The one with the blue. Um, the gin. The gin one. Yeah, the gin one. That one was delicious. So. That, that, those big are my gin stands. yeah big gin stands here. I did not get the giant bowl drink of gin, um, mm. but those two drinks that that yeah that blue one was delicious. Uh, the piranha pool was oh boy uh, very rough. So we'll just end it there. <laughs> um, so banks, how yes. you, this is your first time the knots? It was. I, I definitely wanted to make a point to go there because been to California and. Uh, well, four, three or four times now for Expo and other trips uh, in the past several years. And I always wanted to go out to Knott's because hey, I'd never been there before. So I definitely, you know, I knew this was going to be a quick trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to make a point to, to head over there and see it for the first time. And I was, uh, I, I fell in love with the place. Like I can see why people, especially locals there, love Knott's Berry Farm. It's, like, it's a classic. Yeah. So what did you do? I guess is the big thing. Like, <laughs> it's it's. I gotta really think because I mean I, I did everything. I was there. I was there alone. Uh, I was doing an, uh, a vlog for for the YouTube channel, which you can go check out to really see like a lot of my raw thoughts on uh, everything. But yeah, I just kind of just picked a direction and just started walking and, and riding everything. And uh, I, I just love the. Uh, I love Ghost Town. Uh, I love that little town of Calico they got going there. Mm-hmm. Um, it really reminds me of Silver Dollar City uh, in terms of like the, the theming, old-time theming there. Um, I love I love that. Um, the, the, you know, the cat, like, I don't know what they call them there, cast members or you know whatever, but um, they have you know the people, the citizens of Calico there that kind of help with the story and 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 driving home like and we're pushing doors open and oh here's a, a a bar with you know people dancing on top. But now okay, here's a show in here. That's awesome. Um, and then, you know, just riding those classic rides like the Timber Mountain Log Flume and the Calico Mine Train. Um, uh, it's it's just like, I, I just, I don't know how else to say, but like, I just had a blast there. Time. Hang time is fantastic, by the way. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if anyone's gone on that yet, but uh, oh my God, like hang time. I, I think it just opened last year or the year before. Yeah, last um, year. Last year. Um, the name is very appropriate because there's a lot of hang time on that ride. Um, I, I, I had, you know, preconceived notions cause you know, I've been on Sheikra at Busch Gardens where you kind of stop at the top and yeah. then you go over. Um, but this one is kind of done in a way different than that because you kind of stop at an angle and it's a straight angle and you're just kind of slowly going down. And then when you release, you don't immediately go flying over it. It takes a little bit of building up. And then when you fly over it, you're like, I, I felt like I was getting flung out of my seat because I think it goes over vertical, like 95 degrees or something like that. Yep. Uh, um, and I like I'd never experienced that before, so I'm like I freaked out a little bit. I was like, 
trying to push myself back in the seats. And like some of the um, parts where you go upside down are go so slow, you're hanging there. And it's um, like I got off that rise and like, okay, and now, now I know why they call it hang time. Good Lord, that was awesome. Um, <laughs> the only big ride I did not do was Accelerator, um, only because like those restraints were very tight. Um, mm-hmm. I I would not have been able to uh, fit in that, so I, I didn't even go and try. The line was long anyway, but um, yeah, I just kind of walked around the whole park, did all, every single ride over there, except for all the Camp Snoopy stuff, um, and I went over to the chicken dinner restaurant to have some of the chicken that everyone keeps talking about. The boysenberry was the first time I've ever had any boysenberry. That was delicious. Um, it's definitely like a place that I'm going to have to try and go every time I go to California. Cause like it, it was, it was really, really a, a lot of fun, definitely a lot different than Disneyland. Um, but at the same time, it, it still kind of felt like, you know, Disneyland cause it's been around just almost as long as Disneyland. If I think a little longer too, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, a little bit. so a little bit. So yeah, just, just, it feels like a classic California theme park. Um, and I, I definitely recommend anyone visiting to go check it out nice uh did you get to do um mystery lodge out there i did that was the last thing i did actually because i was um that that night out the, the night i was there um, i had to go up to a movie theater that was about a mile north of the park to go review uh, captain marvel and mm-hmm. um i was on my way out of the park and i walked by the mystery lodge entrance and i saw that the last show was getting ready to start and i was like oh, i got time I, I, I went in there and did that that's that was very interesting. I, I had no idea that really existed. I didn't really do a lot of studying because I just kind of wanted to go into the park blind and just in, experience it. So I had no idea what the Mystery Lodge was. And I walked in and I was like, oh, this is this is interesting. It's an it, kind of educational look at, you know, uh, an Indian tribe. Mm-hmm. With some really cool uh, effects and everything. Oh, yeah. No, the, 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 the effects with the storyteller in there were, were really, were really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Uh so are, are there any tips or suggestions you have for people making their first trip out to Knott's or anything that you'd highly recommend people go see or things to avoid maybe on the other angle? Um, um, you know, I don't really – I can't really think of anything that happened to me that I would say I need to avoid. I kind of went on a day where it wasn't really that busy. I think the longest I waited for a ride was – 15 minutes um but i got there like around park open uh i did i did kind of notice by the time it got toward you know four or five o'clock a lot of some rides were getting really long so i would probably recommend you know if you're gonna go go when the park opens and start riding things immediately when there's not long lines because it is a big park there are a lot of rides so people kind of spread out to go do their thing um so do that um get the um the digital photo um, package so that you can get your ride photos and park photos um, easily. Um, that's, that's, that's about what I would say right now. Since it was my first time, I didn't. I was just kind of taking it in as a first timer, so I didn't really haven't really sat down and thought about like, oh, so how, how can I make my next trip there better? Um, that's something I still need to go back and do again and really start focusing on that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, when you go back, I'm excited to hear what you think about the Camp Snoopy area. Especially if you uh, take the kids with you. Exactly. I mean, I remember walking through it, and I'm like, "There's a lot of stuff to do here." Like, I would, I, I'm looking forward to coming back and bringing Spencer and Oliver and have them do all that stuff because there's a lot of 
a lot of surprisingly a lot of uh, riots to do in Camp, Camp Snoopy. Also, mm-hmm. Ghost Rider was down when I was there, and I've heard nothing but good things about Ghost Rider. So I was sad I didn't get to ride that, but hopefully next time. Yeah, they retract it, so it's actually smooth again. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mike, do you have any questions for Banks or I for uh, our 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 uh, West Coast trip? No, I'm just excited to go to, to Knott's for Scary Farm someday. I don't know when it'll ever happen, but... Yeah, that's and that's that's kind of like the, the most common comment I've gotten on my vlog is people are like, oh, now you need to go back for Scary Farm. Uh, uh, every video I've seen from Scary Farm, it, it looks like a, like a pretty big hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds pretty... It looks it looks great, and it's kind of one of those things, you know? That's, it, it's like the original, in a way. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's awesome. Uh, anything? Any last comments or things you want to talk about, Banks? On the top of your head, uh, anything um, coming up? Any uh, news uh, items what, we missed? I mean, we got uh, Tyrus Tigris coming up here soon. Uh, we're kind of, you know, it's kind of a slow period right now between um, all of the Sesame Street and Lego stuff, and then you know Hagrid coming up in June. So we're, mm-hmm. we're, it's kind of a slow time right now. Not a lot going on, but I mean. We're only, what, four months, three full months starting the fourth month of 2019. So much has already happened, and there's so much more coming. Like, this is just a, between the theme parks and movies this year, this is just a huge year. Yeah. Tons. And there's the expo this year, right? Yeah, this year is an expo, which will, this will be the first time I'm not going out to an expo uh, uh, since 2013. Uh, yeah, I, already, I made my Disneyland trip out for 90s nights, so I'm... I'm going to skip the expo this year. Plus, it, it, it's happening when Spencer's in school, so we wouldn't uh, be able to bring the family out. And I'm just going to skip it this year. I think it sounds like you made a good choice in going to 90s night instead. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, awesome. So, uh, okay, Banks. Banks, I have a question. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yes. Out of Duffy and his friends, which one is your favorite? Oh, hmm. Duffy and his friends. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Uh, probably Gelatoni. Perfect answer. That's the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is now a, a Duffy fan, so yeah. Well, Gelatoni is an artist, and I consider myself a bit of an artist when it comes to, like video work and things like that. So, and, and plus we have a Gelatoni a friend got for us, and Spencer loves it. So that's, that's probably our favorite. There oh, you yeah. go. My favorite too. <laughs> Oh he's a man! Cool cat, man. He's and as Banks said, he's 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 dressed well. He's an artist. Like Gelatoni is awesome. Yeah. Unlike most of us, Gelatoni has his shit together. Yeah, he's just <laughs> doing his thing, man. He <laughs> hangs out in Mediterranean Harbor and he paints. How cool! <laughs> Fantastic. That's the life I want. Hanging out in to- a Tokyo <laughs> Disney Sea and painting. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh Mike. Also, I wanted to add that um, when I was at Disneyland in Tokyo, Esmeralda almost tackled me when she was trying to get backstage. <laughs> she was just, yeah, she was just, like running by me, and I was like, "Oh!" And she's like, "Oh, sorry." It's like weird. And, like, there, it's weird because like you'll see the three caballeros everywhere, and you'll see Max like in shows, like just it's like a normal thing. It's weird, and like Clarice too. Yeah. Yeah, Clarice is big. Yeah, it's cool to see her here, though, in, in the new movie show. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. I can't think of any other rare characters that I saw, but Esmeralda really stuck out because she nearly knocked me over. Ao. Which is. Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> So, uh, any, 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 uh, tongue tied right now. Jeez, guys. Um, any last things, Mike? Um, I'm, I'm ready for another Halloween Horror Nights announcement. I'm excited for Hagrid. I'm ready for Star Wars Celebration. Maybe that'll get me out of my apathy. You know, oh, yeah, they just come out of Celebration. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about Endgame coming up soon. I'm ready for oh. some freaking James Bond news. You know, that film's in development hell, and I'm just ready for some, some good news coming out of it. Yeah. Um, I uh, fired up the Xbox 360 while we're doing this podcast. I've been playing Madden 2010, <laughs> and I beat the Jets. <laughs> Jesus. That's exciting. That's, yeah, that's how exciting this podcast is. We can barely beat out Madden 2010. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Drew. <laughs> I, beat up, I beat up on the Jets. I mean, the, the Jets are beating up on themselves. Have you seen their new uniforms they announced tonight? Yeah, you know, whatever makes them happy. The Browns are getting new uniforms too, so, I mean, let's not get out of hand. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the Browns, so what do you expect? Uh, I'm excited tomorrow's Friday, right? <laughs> so you're going through the whole list of everything? Yeah, this is what people want. They want this content. Like, what is Mike excited about? I'm not excited about Star Wars, but I'm excited about everything else. And back to, I never got my opinion on this, but I'm excited about Sesame Street. I'm a little upset it's not at Universal, but I'm happy for SeaWorld. I wish they would have done more with it, like a dark ride. Like they have it, where is it, Singapore? This yep, is Singapore. Chase. Oh, that's they a bit of news that we, we missed, that Singapore's getting uh, Minions and uh, Super Nintendo World. Yeah, for the low, low price of $11 billion or whatever crazy amount it was. Yeah. And it'll probably <laughs> open up over there before it does here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, well, the, rumor has it that the reason why is that uh, they wanted to not invest any money and like yeah. Con- yeah, continue the good old times rolling and Universal's like, uh-uh-uh, we're not letting you do that. So they had to actually pony up and spend money um, in order to keep the license till 2033 or 2030 mm-hmm. and not build any casinos. So yeah, that's the rumors. So... Uh, Banks, where can we find you online at? You can find me personally on Twitter at Banks Lee, on Instagram at Disney Goofball, and then professionally I'm all over all the Attractions Magazine socials on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, and all that fun stuff. Awesome. Uh, Mike, Where can anyone find you online, or are you still hidden? You can find me dominating Madden 2011 on the Xbox 360. Oh, 2011. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I only know this because I just paused it and it's on the pause screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the one that, it's the one that had Drew Brees on the cover. Drew Brees. Obviously. That's the reason yeah. why you bought it, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You and can then, find... You know, just living, yeah, living just the li- best life in, in uh, Louisiana and, you know, talking to cool people like Joe and Banks. Aw. And especially to- Banks. Ouch. Oh, thank you. I need to get back out there to Louisiana. Like, I, I missed me some raising canes. Mm, raising canes. I might be having that tomorrow night for dinner. I hate oh, you. Sorry, tomorrow's Friday. It, they oh, they built one in my hometown, which makes visits so much more fun. And I'm upset that they've opened one in Alaska, but not Florida yet. <laughs> that is <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> I'm still holding out for a raising canes in like City Walk 3.0 or something like that. Just give us city. Yeah. Just give us raising canes, please. Oh, it'd be great post horror nights food. 
Oh my god, yes. That the the just give me like a gallon uh, of that of that sweet tea and the chicken tenders. Uh-huh. Give it to me now. Uh-huh. Need it. Uh, so you can find me at Raising Canes or on Twitter mm. at Parkscope Joe. You can find all of us. Build one in at Orlando, Parkscope. you cowards. Yeah. <laughs> uh you can find us there. Um yeah, you can Mike. Find us at <laughs> Yes, exactly. Okay, Mike, just lead us out. We're we're, we're off the rails now. <laughs> Love everybody. Hate everything. Jellicone is the best. Come on, <laughs> <laughs>